Here we go. Jake and Josh are here. Analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is journalism podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Outs. Dogs bite people. That's not news. When a guy bites a dog, that's news. That's different. Nobody expects that. Gentlemen, we do this podcast three times a week. Merrick, we'll give you. We'll say you, you stop by once a week. I won't. I won't get you in the same dog shed that uh, Houts and I are in. We've done two podcasts so far this week, Joshua, and twice we have gone with Devon A Chain. I am here to say and announce and apologize and say that it's actually Devon A Chan. So, guys, before we start talking about Miami's running backs, each of us go around once. Devon A Chan. Devon A Chan. Devon Achan. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I was scared. What what that to sounds fair, too ESPN close to the website, right? ESPN the doesn't a- have his name spelled right though. And the website did have A Chain, right? They were even saying it wrong. The Dolphins told us that we needed to pronounce it as A Chain. So it's <sighs> who knows where this is coming from. But to me, A Chan sounds too much like eight chan. And Jake, you're probably more hip to that than I am. I don't, I don't know what 4chan is. I don't know what 8chan is. Every time I've heard about it, it's like to talk about like QAnon crazy people and stuff like that. So, or like like the the dark interwebs. So I don't know anything about 8chan. I don't know if what you want to out yourself here, Jake. But but 8chan sounds too much like 8chan. Bro, we need to figure out a way to make Devon 8chan be twice as good as 4chan. Because it's two four chances and eight chance, so we gotta think of a way to connect those powers that be. That is for the future. I, I have to relate to him though, because everyone's called me Hoots for so long. Like I think Travis Wingfield <laughs> still calls me Hoots. So like, um, is this just Devon H A? No one knew how, or Devon H A. No one knew how to say his name, and he was just like, "Yeah, man, what's up? How's it going?" And then he finally had this two hundred yard game, and he's like, "Yo, y'all been saying my name wrong. Cut that shit out. I'm the offensive player of the week. Let's stop this right now." That's exactly what happened. Do that. I think they might exactly. Yeah, he he does. He earned the right to be called his name. You know, not many people get that in this life. All you have I'm is still your hoots. Name. I'm still hoots. <laughs> uh, you are a hoots. I'll tell you that. So, looking at this performance from A Chain, the third round pick, he was MIA the first couple of weeks of the season. First onto the scene, 18 carries, 203 yards, 11 yards per carry, and then another. What was it? Four receptions on four targets for. 30 yards and... And two more touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I was going to say one, but... Total of dare four. I? So, guys, we spoke recently, and we were concerned about the idea of this Miami Dolphins running back room, right? Yeah, Chris Brooks, an undrafted creator, sure. Devon A-Chain, he didn't do much throughout for the preseason. He's a smaller guy. We hear the hate. Maybe the Dolphins will do what they did last year. They kind of kept the rookies on the bench for most of the year. Jeff Wilson's on IAR, and we were all concerned that, hey, can this group hold up for 17 games? Before we talk about the options to help them maintain for 17 games, how much does Sunday change your opinion? Now, keep in mind, it was one game. We aren't even a quarter of the way through the season yet. Do you feel, seeing that Devon A. Chain just went bananas for 203 yards, is this running back group safe as is without having to I think you're always going to add people to the practice squad and maybe bottom of the roster, but make like a big push before the trade deadline to just reinforce this running back room. Did you see enough on Sunday to say, nope, we don't need that? I, for me personally, I did. Uh, he's a system running back. 
Devon HN. But but I, I say that in jest. Mostert but I, is. I, Mostert but is, right? He has to I, be. A I kind I kind that's I say it in jest, but I kind of believe that that's how this is. Now you get a running back whose skill set fits the system, just like we were talking about with Tua, but I do think that it's this Mike McDaniel running system, this this Kyle Shanahan system uh that is allowing these offensive linemen to allow these running backs to be successful. The offensive linemen, and you got to give props to Butch Berry as well, who came in and took essentially the exact same group from last year, which was a, a poor group, and turned them into, I mean, if you're looking online today, you can find multiple metrics where the Dolphins are ranked as the number one offensive line in the entire NFL, which will happen when you rush for 300 and something yards and 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 multiple multiple touchdowns on the ground uh but but i do think it's the system that's allowing these guys to thrive but it's their skill set that's allowing them to thrive in the system so you know it's it's kind of a a blend of both you know and and the speed from Mostert, the speed from achan allows them to to hit the open holes and turn on those afterburners turn on the jets and and take it the distance but i've was also very impressed with both of those guys uh balance they weren't going down on on first contact. If you watch that game, they were getting hit and then bouncing off of these would-be tacklers and turning it upfield for another three, four, five, sometimes even more than that, you, you know, yards after first contact. And I think that is what's going to allow both of those guys, A-Chan and Moster, and Chris Brooks had himself a great game, and Ahmed will be back, and Wilson will be back. You know, between those five guys, I think he got a solid group of running backs there, and, and I – personally do not believe that they need to go out there and and trade away draft picks and spend any type of big money contract for anybody, you know, whether that's John Taylor, uh, there's still people out there that want to trade for Derrick Henry, even though he's having himself a a majorly down year right now. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary. These guys really showed in week three that they can carry the load. Josh, before we get your thoughts, I want to start by asking you, what would you trade for Delvin Cook right now? Uh, um, that a micro- a Michael, microwave Michael hot Lombardi, dog? a microwave hot dog without poking the holes in it. So that thing is, blo- I, I don't know, man. I have no interest in Dalvin Cook, and I'm going to be honest. I think half the reason I had interest in Jonathan Taylor was because the Dolphins made me feel like we had to, right? I mean, they were going after every damn veteran running back yeah. on the market. They were ready to pay Jonathan Taylor top-notch money, and I just have to know what the hell were they seeing in practice? <laughs> I mean, you knew Raheem Mostert was bigger, stronger this year. You knew what he could do in this offense. You knew what Devon H A. A Chan was when you drafted him, right? I mean, I, I think I'm blaming the Dolphins for this one. I came on here and I said they needed to trade it. I was sitting here, you know, trying to make sense of it, trying to nitpick a little bit, but I'm blaming Chris Greer and the Dolphins for this. I have no idea why they were trying to go after. I got my uh, earbuds stuck in my hair. I have no idea why they're going after a veteran running back, why they're willing to pay Jonathan Taylor top-notch money when they have a 21-year-old running back that they gave a third-round pick for that can go out there and rush for 203 yards, four touchdowns in that game. I had written down he had 104 yards over expected, and again, he won AFC offensive player of the week so i do not think the dolphins needed to go after a running back i don't know if i truly did before but i'm a fantasy guy man every time i hear dalvin cook's name every time i hear deandre swift you know maybe available jonathan taylor i mean i'm i'm guilty i will sit here and i will stand for that i will be all for that but this running back unit looks great you got to give butch berry credit for what he did that offensive line isaiah Wynn gave up zero pressures this year austin jackson's pancake and dudes doing somersaults into the end zone everything is coming together and you mentioned this system being great how 
you know, how do you game plan for this? The Zebra Sports put out that, you know, there were no stacked boxes against Devon Achan because everyone's worried about the passing game. I mean, they're going to have those opportunities to run the football. So no, uh, you know, no interest in going out there and overpaying for Jonathan Taylor as much as, you know, that would appeal to me in a past life. But um, I like the way this running back unit's looking. And I've even had people say, you know, could Salvin Ahmed be traded now? Someone on the Finsider said, could, would you trade Salvin Ahmed for a second round pick? And I was like, dude, yep. hey, no one giving a second round pick for him. But if they are, sure. F- yeah. Oh, <laughs> Got to beep it. Damn. I would absolutely give a second. I would take a second round pick for Salvin Ahmed. But the point is the Dolphins running back unit looks great. This offense is clicking. And again, you got to give Butch Barry credit because um, I never in my wildest dreams expected to see this offensive line perform the way they have, you know, pre-Teron Armstead. Now that he's back in the lineup, um, Again, sky's the limit, man. I'm getting too excited. Again, week three, got to calm down. What do you What do you think Butch Berry put on that yellow sticky note? Do you think he just wrote "run fast"? And see, that's that's what sucks though, because Twitter was telling us that Butch Berry was a bad coach. Like, who are we supposed to believe when these coordinators get signed? I have no idea what Butch Berry did. You know, he's comeback coordinator of the year. Is that a thing? Give him the comeback coordinator of the year award right now. Yeah, what he's you doing just invented all. it, and okay, it's going to yeah. happen. He's got all the votes. I actually have some uh, tinfoil hat offensive line coaching stuff I want to get into, but, but I, I want to get your thoughts on it. I have one more tinfoil running back thing. I want to talk to you guys about because you guys mentioned it. The big thing about Sunday that made it so impressive was Jalen Waddle was out with a concussion. It actually sounds like he's going to be back on Sunday, which is exciting. I'm already just going to throw that dart. I think he scored the touchdown. How, how many uh, would they have scored though? I'm sorry to interrupt, but how many points would they score if Jalen Waddle was out there? <laughs> I've been reading so many bad takes. I'm here to tell you they'd score less. I'll, I'll talk you into them scoring less. If, if we really wanted to talk about Jalen Waddle, they score 63. 69. <laughs> Waddle's out there. Jason Santos misses. <laughs> so what? Waddle was out, and then Salvan Ahmed was out. And yes, Devon A-Chain hit the ground running. I said it. Um, do we think that it's instantly his job? Do we, again, he's not going to jump in and get 22 touches, I think, right away. But do we feel the running back two job is his right away? Is Selvan Ahmed going to come back in? Because the one thing, guys, I thought that was so interesting about the Broncos game. Outside of Tyreek Hill, no receiver had more than two targets. Outside of Tyreek Hill and Braxton Berrios, no receiver had more than one target. What the Dolphins did instead with Jalen Waddle being out is they targeted Raheem Mostert seven times for seven us seven times he caught seven passes for 60 yards do you guys feel that maybe this game gave us a glimpse of something we might not see too often because we saw a lot of two running backs on the field we saw devon Achain lined up wide we see raheem Mostert catching a bunch of passes while the wide receivers aren't involved i don't necessarily think this is the way the offense is going to be every week i don't know if it's sustainable it was awesome it was great i still think devon Achain is going to be great but just seeing how things developed, I'm not entirely sure he's going to fit right in and be that RB2 um, with, you know, Selvan Ahmed getting healthy, with Jeff Wilson coming back another week. I think he could have packages. I've been saying this for a while. 10, 12 targets, plays a game. But are you guys sold that he is instantly now this RB2? No, because I think he might be RB1. Oh, boy. When it all shakes out, listen, now that that's me being a little facetious here. I do think Raheem Mostert is still RB1 for the Dolphins right now. But yeah, I absolutely do think Devon Achan is going to be RB2 going forward. Really? Yeah, I think I think he did it. I think he solidified himself. I don't I don't know how you see what he did on Sunday and then go, 
oh, okay, but you're gonna take a you're gonna take a, a backseat to Savon Ahmed. Listen, Savon Ahmed, good player. We were all kind of impressed with how he looked in the preseason, but Savon Ahmed has been in Miami for quite a while, and he really hasn't done all that much, and he hasn't done anything close to what Devon Achan did last Sunday or to what Raheem Mostert has been doing this year as well. Mostert's having himself a fantastic season. I think that Achan's performance combined with what Mostert has done for the entire season has really made guys like Jeff Wilson and Savon Ahmed expendable. And then you saw Chris Brooks go out there and have himself a, a really good game as well. I wouldn't, I'm not saying they're going to trade these guys, but what, and it's good to have multiple running backs because those players get injured a lot. So I don't think they're going to move anybody. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't think they're going to make sweeping wholesale changes, but I just don't know how you see what you saw from Achan and then tell him to, to, you know, hold up, you know, we'll get you back in here eventually. I just, I really think his, that RB2 job is his to lose. And I just don't see him losing it. Not after what he did on Sunday. Yeah. I got to piggyback on that. I feel like he's the RB2. I feel like after everything he's did, I mean, you really can't take him off the field, right? I mean, you see the packages with him and Mostert out there. You mentioned those, uh, seven targets that Mostert got. I believe uh, HN also got four targets. So I think that is more saying about the growth in Tua Tungvaloa, right? I mean, he yes, knew he had to get absolutely. the ball out quick. He's actually taken those checkdowns. So um, I think it's just, um, you know, I, I would be concerned from a defense, right? I mean, the Dolphins can go out there and beat you by dropping back 40 times with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Now they're showing you that they can run the ball X amount of times for what, like 300 plus yards with Devon HN and Raheem Mostert. So, um, if you're a defense coordinator, man, you got to be shitting bricks. I know Sean McDermott said, you know, they'd bring in a bunch of Usain Bolts to try to get use a scout team to try to get a handle on what the Dolphins are doing. But, um, yeah, I don't think you take Devon Achan off the field. I thought it was interesting. I know we're all fantasy football guys. I think he has double the amount of fantasy points as Jameer Gibbs, and he has more than B. John Robinson, and he only played uh, basically one game, that one game. So that's, a, that's insane, man. I mean, and again – you're not looking at those numbers. You're not saying, okay, you put up 52 fantasy points, but when you see how dynamic he was, you know, hit 21.93 miles per hour, whatever, breaking away from defenders, looking like it's nothing. I mean, how do you keep him off the field? I, I don't know that you do. And again, you bring Jalen Waddle back. I mean, those defenses got to account for that then. How many, how big are those holes going to be? How back are those linebackers and safeties going to play? Um, and then Devon A. Change is going to gobble him up. So I think Raheem Mostert's still that RB1, obviously. I think he has six touchdowns on the year. Um, seven? Absolutely absurd. Seven. seven Seven total. Leads the league. I had six rushing written down, but that's double what he had last year combined. So he's playing his best football. Devon Achan has proven that he can go out there and do this. Um, you know, so if they had any hesitation about putting him out there because of what they saw in preseason throughout training camp, maybe that's why Salvin Ahmed was ahead of him. He went out there and showed that he belongs out there on prime time. And I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm here to see Devon Achan got more carries. I hope I'm saying it right. I, it's so hard. I got to keep thinking about it because we've been saying 18 for months but dude him and Raheem Mostert that's a legit A&M Express that's what I'm gonna call him A&M Express